welcome to another episode of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Harley-Johnson. Hello there. And today we're hoping to bring you three beers. Um, for those of you who haven't heard this podcast before, it is basically myself and Mark on a journey uh, principally to get through 100 different beers, uh, specific beers from 100 specific countries um, with a few sort of side beers and tangents along the way. Uh, hoping to get through three beers today. We're going to get straight into the first one, and we're starting in uh, from the heart, or well, beer from the Andes, an imported cerveza from a country called Chile called Cristal. Mark, talk us through um, the majesty of this bottle. Okay, so it looks, um, it's very appealing to me, actually, to start with. It looks like the sort of beer that I'd pick up off any given shelf. Um, imported cerveza, beer from the Andes on the front. That's exotic. The, the fact that it says it's from the Andes. It does, it yeah. Just, it just, it... It takes you somewhere, doesn't it? It's got something resembling a Chilean flag on the front, red and white stripes. Um, 1922, so it's got a history. Um, so yeah, beer from the Andes, a lot of Spanish writing around it. Um, nice bottle cap for me, that. Um, Cristal across the middle. Um, blue and white sort of stripes, stripes rather, going around it's like a, towards the edges. Yeah, kind of like, a, like, a, it's like spokes on a wheel. Yes, yeah, you're right actually. Um, only downside for the cap for me it seems to have had a lot of effort put into it yeah. compared to some of the others that we've seen in the last episode um, you know with the design of it however it is um, a twist off cap of which I'm not a fan no not keen um, but we will pop it off as we normally do um, but you know if you were going out on a train journey somewhere the twist off cap Yes. Is a moment of genius. It's a good train beer. Well, it we is. don't know what it tastes like yet, but in theory, it's a good train it beer. It is a good train beer, yeah. Should we get straight into it? Yeah, we should. I'll just mention as well, this one, unlike our beers in the last episode, this one is well in date this time. We've got, <laughs> we've got about three months left on this one, so it's good. So I'm expecting, well, I don't know what I'm expecting, but um, it's going to be, a, hopefully, a, a decent beer. And it's we can't blame the taste um, can't blame out day. Put it yeah. that way, yeah. So should we uh, crack on? Yeah. Just yeah, for the sake of being purists, we are using a proper bottle opener. Oh yes. Rather than twisting the cap, which might seem a bit petty, but caps are off. Yes. Right, let's get stuck in. It's got a bit of fizz to it. Um, a few bubbles on the top. I don't like the screw cap around the top. I'm really not a fan. Um, but yeah, a few bubbles, but it's not overflowing. It's weird in that the the fact that you've got the screw cap makes the, the lid the, the bottleneck feel weird. It doesn't feel right on your tongue, does it? No. It just feels like you're drinking out of a normal plastic bottle of Coke or it, something. Yeah, it's really weird. It's made the bottle, it's given it kind of a plastic feel to it. Which yeah, is quite odd. yeah, you're correct there. Um, the beer itself is, is fine. It does taste, it's 4.6%. I've got to say, it tastes it tastes weaker than that. For me, that tastes quite like Budweiser. Uh, that might that might explain the uh, twist off cap. That's something else they have in common. I wonder if it's brewed by them. I doubt it. I doubt Brown it. bottle, gold edge to the label. It looks like it's been made there and imported into Spain. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, four point six percent. It's all right. I mean, it's not overly. No. Fizzy, but it is a little bit gassy, actually. Um, come to think of it, it's not a particularly strong or memorable taste. I kind of feel like um, it, it's the sort of thing that 
I suppose what we talked about last time, last episode, was in almost certain countries, and this was your national beer. How would you feel about it? So you've you finished work for the day or whatever. You've gone to the pub, whatever after work, and this is your post work pint or bottle of beer. How would you feel about it? You know, would you it's go not, into? It's not brilliant, but it's not terrible. Fellows and drink ten of them. Well, that's the thing. Out. You could drink this in quantity. You could. You're correct. I mean, I would imagine for me. Um, Chileans, if they're having a barbecue around their house, um, would have a massive crate full of these. You know, for all their mates, this would be for me. This would be the Chilean version of Bud. Um, you know, have your mates around, pack of Cristal. It's um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm, the presentation, I think, is better than the taste. I'd say, although, albeit the presentation really is in the label, the the bottleneck's a bit of a bit of a disaster. But the it's fine. I think for me, it's a beer that everybody could drink. My wife could drink that and not moan about it. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a sort of pick one out from the cooler. No one's really going to turn the nose up at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could drink it on the beach. You could equally drink it in the middle of winter. You know, on a, a weekend away somewhere. You know, I'd be quite happy with that. Things we've drank some beers that set a very high bar that you know we have, we've yeah. probably can't mention yet that we've had in the past or yes, we'll have again. Indeed, yeah. And the problem is, is that the more of these sort of certain beers we have, and then we drink this, it, you know, we've got a lot to compare it by. We have, we have, and the expect the bar, the bar is set high by some beers, and there's other beers that just don't really, don't really register in a big way. Mm. I kind of feel that's how this is. Um, do you want some facts about chili? Give me a fact just while we're um, while we're making our way through the bottle. Um, flag um, is. Bottom half horizontal is red, top half is white on the right hand side, blue with a white star on the left. Um, Chile national language is Spanish. Um, where are we? President Sebastian Piñera, never heard of him. Um, <laughs> is he a good one or a bad one? We don't know, do we? Well, we don't. He's, he's no um, Donald Trump, is he? They say that there's, there's far too many Donald Trumps around. Well, he, could be him. he looks quite a nice guy in his picture. Here's what we find out he's like on trial for like war crimes or something. Yes, like yeah, I mean, he looks starving like, the people. I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, would you imagine Let's the have president a look of, would you imagine the president of Chile drinking a bottle of Cristal? You know what? From the looks of him, he would. He looks more of a wine guy. I think you could be correct there. I think he's more of a wine drinking guy. drinking a bottle of Prosecco with his wife. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think he's more of a wine guy. And Mrs. Pinera. Yeah. Some sort of Chilean sort of cheese board. Yeah. Glass of red. Yeah. Mm. Probably watches like the classy sort of, you know, you know, like TV box sets. Like you get on, um, I was going to say like BBC Four, where like all your dramas are subtitled in like like Scandi dramas and stuff. Like right. Murder <laughs> ones. I bet he's into that sort of stuff. I bet he is. Yeah. He looks sophisticated. He does look quite a sophisticated guy. No idea about his policy. No, I'm not overly bothered, really. <laughs> um, Chile itself, South American country occupying a long, narrow strip of land between the Andes, from where this beer is born, to the east, and the Pacific Ocean to the west. It borders Peru to the north, Bolivia to the northeast. I think, have we been to Bolivia? We went to Bolivia in the last episode. I think we did, yeah. Correct. Argentina to the east, um, which we'll cover in another episode, actually. And the Drake Passage, Passage, Passage in the far south. Um, loads of uh, Chilean territories. Um, doesn't seem to be an awful lot to know about Chile, to be quite honest with you. 
Is it a bit like the beer? Kind of meh? I don't... Well, yeah. I don't... I might offend some Chileans if there's any listening. I don't think we've got to worry about that at the moment. Um... Did it, are they bordering Argentina? Did I just say? You just did there, yeah. So, I mean, I feel sorry for them for bordering Argentina. Really. <laughs> it's a bit like looking over a sort of a neighbour that like has a lot of things that seems to have a bit more about it than you do. I suppose it's how Scotland look at England, really, isn't it? You know, everything's better <laughs> That's in England. That's controversial. <laughs> everything's better down here. So. They might argue the other way around. I'm sure they would. Anyway, I think we should move on from that. Um, we take all the best stuff anyway. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I'll tell you what. Question that we'd ask is, um, was it last time we were like a famous person that you could imagine drinking this beer? Um, if there was, um, besides the Chilean yeah. president, besides him, yeah, who we don't think would drink it anyway. Well, no, he's a wine man. Um, if there were were to be. Um, a film premiere somewhere in Chile. Um, then I could imagine, you know, the bar would be serving these free of charge. The cristal would be plentiful. And be a, in a but there would premiere. be a bit a particular Hollywood actor or actress that would be like, yeah, I love one of them. I can imagine Brad Pitt drinking a cristal. Yeah, I don't think Brad. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. He seems relatively down to earth enough that he would yeah. just kind of go and just take what I'm given. Just sitting at home watching Owens under the hammer drinking a Cristal. Yes. Um, but. Do you reckon he's ever seen it? I, to, I suppose it depends where he's ever been to Chile. Which what, Owens well. under the hammer in Chile? No, I mean oh, here. Oh, no, I mean here. No, um, Owens under the hammer? Well. Because they. It's staple morning television, isn't it, really? He has one or two films out a year. He has to do press. So he comes over, he stays here. He's going to have TV in the room. He knows what the BBC is, doesn't he? I mean, when you go to a foreign hotel and they've got all the, the stupid foreign channels that you don't watch, you end up watching BBC News 24, don't you? Well, it depends. Well, I, like, I, like the, I like the foreign channels sometimes for an hour or so just to kind of get a feel of the culture yeah. and sometimes just to be confused. Um, but people coming here can speak English so they can watch some of our television. Uh, and I suppose if they wanted to, you know, we just... I just think if it well, were on, chill, can't they, he's know? in his hotel, he's got like 20 minutes or whatever before he's got to go somewhere, and it's just on in the background. Do you think he'd be sucked in by it? I would think so, because it's television that you don't have to think about. No. So he could easily watch that. But if you think about it while you watch it, there's whole other levels and layers to it that kind of peel away as you watch it. Well, maybe um, he's eyeing a career in um, property development. Do you think... So perhaps he could watch it, you never know. He's looking at Dion Dublin, talking about stairs up to the bedroom. And wishing that he... <laughs> wishing that that was him. <laughs> Walking around a house in Warsaw. Do you know the best thing about Homes Under the Hammer? Go on. Is the music. Well, two things. I agree. Yeah. The, there's, the, there's the awkward... The estate agent awkwardly walking around the house and always like peering behind a curtain or pretending to look at stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, coving and stuff and, you know, light fittings. And there's the music. So you'll have like the voiceover where it'll be like, um, you know, it turns out that this old house is going to need a lot of work. And then it's going to cut to like Shaking Stevens, like this old house is made. And it'll just, they'll pick the most obvious on the nose song to match the narration. Well, that's the best. Or whichever bit, comes it? first. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I how could much... watch it every day. My wife goes mental. 
that you know it's one of my favourite programmes. She hates it. I think it's great. Every time I'm off work in the morning, I watch it. Every single, in fact, I record it sometimes. I don't get to watch it much now because I used to because I, I work Monday to Friday, whereas I used to kind of sometimes have weekdays off. Yeah. And it'd be like your, your ten to eleven. That'd be any real daytime TV I'd do. But now I I never really watch it. Yeah. But yeah, there's probably enough about under the hammer. Yeah, I mean, I've just been looking for some famous um, Chileans, and there doesn't really seem to be many. So we can go into footballers, but then I'd well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to Sanchez. repeat Bolivia because I spent most of the Bolivian beer talking about their um, yes. failed USA ninety four World Cup campaign. Um, I mean, there's, there's, I've just googled it, and there's loads of famous Chileans on here, but I don't know any of them. Um, so I mean, Chile's not really selling itself to me, and neither is the beer. No. However, I could if there was ten of these in the, you know, in the in the house and there was nothing else but I've needed a beer in my life I could drink loads of them it's absolutely fine it's just it's not it doesn't do anything that really it's not special no it's not special at all it's it's just simply average it is like a bud in that it is down the straight down the middle after work lager that's just it's just there pretty label though it's a nice label and, and I like the use of the sphinx it is a good looking bottle. The Sphinx agree. features three times. It features on the main label, the bottleneck label, and the lid. Um, yeah, I like the. I think the bottle's probably one of the best bits of it, to be quite honest. Apart from the, the neck and the lid. Apart from the lid, yeah. I mean, screw But cap. that's the way that beer seems to be going. I would, I would probably pour this and drink it from a glass. Yeah, that's probably a good shout, yeah. What would your advertising slogan be for the beer? <sighs> I don't know. How do you sex this up? I don't think there's a lot you can do for it. I mean, Crystal Ice Sphinx, you're gonna like it. That is a good idea. I think we should even tweet them and suggest that they put that on the label. They have to do it in Spanish. I don't think they have an English account. It'd be, well, it, maybe it says it on the back of the label. You know, we'll never know. No. Um, I, I don't think. Well, I don't think it does. It's a good pun. You could even work on Holmes under the hammer with that kind of pun. pun I need a. I need a well, the obvious song would be "Water Like an Egyptian," but that's Egypt, not Chile. <laughs> that's that would be your homes and that would be your go-to homes under the hammer song, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Would you drink it again? Would I drink it again? I wouldn't go out of my like the lengths we go to to get some of these beers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cross. I wouldn't go to those lengths again. No. It's one of those that if a bit like it's a barbecue beer where you're at someone else's barbecue. <laughs> Sorry, I just, burped, I just burped in the middle of the podcast. I'm trying so hard not to. But it's really <laughs> it's gassy. gassy that beer. It's isn't proper it? gassy. It is really gassy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, if you're at someone's barbecue <laughs> and it's there in a cooler, you just say that's fine. It's just like Budweiser, but with a with a with, a, it, with a, yeah. a more exotic label and from a more exotic location. It's just a bit disappointing. But if yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will at some point put a few more orders in on certain websites. Um, I wouldn't go back to I it. wouldn't be ordering any more of that. No. Unlike some other beers that I certainly will be doing. The bottles may be a nice ornament, might keep the bottle. But yeah, I mean, that could probably go with the um, the collection, actually. It's not a bad bottle. It's a pretty much. I do quite like it. Right, should we get this finished off and then we'll get on to our second beer, yeah? I think we should. What, are we, what rating are we going to give to Crystal? Oh, out of 10. Five for me. It's down the middle. It's nothing special, yeah? Well, I don't know. I could be talked up to a six because it's. It's there's nothing about it that offends me. There's nothing bad about it per se that's kind of makes me dislike it. 
Yeah. I just, it's just meh. It's, it's just Is that a boring. six then? Because it's drinkable. I, I can't remember what we gave to Bud actually. It's um, five, because five is like, I consider five is like a right down the middle type of just average beer. If that had Budweiser on the label, and to me it tastes like it, and apart from the labels, it looks like it as well, um, I would give that a five personally for Bud. Let's just go um, five. It's a five. Yeah, but I mean, considering the journey it's been on. Yeah, but we can't take, late, you know. we can't take, I don't think we could really, I think, I think we need to be a bit brutal here and just say, look, it tastes like Bud. It doesn't look like Bud, but it tastes like it. Fair and, it's, and it's just a down the middle, perfectly fine, but, but not like, it's nothing we're going to positively rave about and say, you need to try this beer. It's a case of, we tried it and, yeah. That's fair enough. I feel I should just mention, though, cool. um, where this beer actually came from. I found a website in Germany um, called Ponto Brazil and Latino, oh. um, German website. And we've got a few more beers on there um, from that website, the supplier, um, that we'll be sampling. Um, but yeah, it's, it's come all the way from Germany. Well, obviously, from Chile. Via Chile. Germany. Then um, via Spain, then on to Germany. Yes, I mean it. It costs two, two euros twenty nine cents per bottle, um, plus postage. We, you know, we won't affect that. But it's, yeah, it's not a bad price. But I'm not going to be ordering anymore. Yeah, if if it's if it's one you want to try, you know where to get it. But personally, we'd say unless you're doing something ridiculous like what we're doing, um, yeah. I'd I'd I'd, uh, I'd take your money elsewhere, and there'll be some much better. Beers, I'm sure we'll recommend at uh, some point in the future. Yeah. Five right. out of ten. Yeah. complete. Five out of ten. Right, on to beer number two for today. And we are going to a different continent. In fact, we're going to Africa and we are going to South Africa with a beer called Castle Lager. And um, you can describe the bottle, Mark, for us, but I'm going to come out and say it. I think this bottle and this label is arrogant do you reckon it's arrogant well describe it and then i'll i'll go further into it if we look i mean obviously the, the listeners can't see but looking at them side by side we'll put pictures on twitter twice. yes good idea there you go we have twitter we'll, we'll come to that we'll do yeah. that admin at the end yeah we'll do that at the end um it's at ftolb pod but anyway we'll okay we'll do it now. That. yeah so no, anyway it looks really similar to cristal and the one that we've just been through actually it's a similar sort of Gold label, sort of brown bottle, gold top. It's a very similar effort. Um, anyway, yeah, Castle Lager. So gold green label with a, a red band across the middle with Castle Lager in white. Um, it's a legacy of excellence, according to their tagline, and it's dedicated to quality. Um, it's, it's a fair point when saying that it's arrogant. It's arrogant. Um, it's South Africa's national beer. Someone on the front here, Charles Glass, Founder brewmaster, I, I assume that it was him that initially brewed it. Also, the logos of the cricket South Africa, South African FA, and the Springboks on it. So it's obviously a sporting beer. It's like they're saying they're basically saying we're good at everything, including this beer, because it's like we're good at cricket, which they are to be fair. We're good at football, which they're not. We're good at rugby, which they are to be fair. But it just it strikes me. I mean, it looks quite nice. It does look. It looks South African. It looks. It feels because obviously you've got the identity there from its sport. Obviously, this this fella Charles Glass probably should have done some research about him beforehand. But never mind. It's got um, a picture of a castle. 
1895 as the founding year, which yes. suggests it's obviously got a got a rich history and a legacy. Tradition, yeah. <laughs> the bottle, the bottleneck label, says uh, one nation, one jersey, one <laughs> beer. Um, although you'd be quite keen, the castle on the bottleneck is sort of like Norwich City colours, which it is actually, which yes. you must be yeah. a fan of. Yeah, we do have a castle on our um, club badge, actually. So is this like a sneaky, like... Is this a sneaky sort of, like, tribute to Norwich City? Do you think... Um, it's Right now it's going up in my estimations. Now you've mentioned the yellow and green castle. Um, Obviously, right at the top of the, the bottle. I'm, it's going up in my estimations. I get the feeling that Charles Glass wasn't around for Jeremy Goss's volley against Bayern Munich. Um, well, no, I wouldn't think so. But maybe it, someone was. Well, it says here, the company was founded by Charles Glass, this is Castle Brewery, yeah. um, in Johannesburg in 1894. Um, UCT history professor, it was argued that the official SAB story overemphasised the role of Charles, and that it was his wife, Lisa, who was primarily responsible for the creation of Castle. It so later merged the... with other breweries in South Africa, blah, blah, blah. Um, so his wife was the brains behind the operation, basically. Yes. And his, his wife basically deserves the credit. Well, that's basically it. Yeah. So why isn't her name on this bottle then? Well, it should be. Um, but interestingly, on October the tenth, twenty sixteen, um, the company was acquired by Anheuser Busch InBev, which is Bud, which is the people that do Bud. It is. Yes. Um, maybe that's why the bottle looks so similar. Maybe. Um, how interesting. So, yes. So, yeah, then we've done our research now. Um, so, yeah, the South African Breweries Limited is now a subsidiary of Anheuser Busch InBev. So, there we go. You know what? I've just, I've only just noticed about this beer. I can't believe I've been sat looking at it for about three or four minutes. It's a twist lid. It is a twist lid, yeah. It's a gold twist lid, um, and it does have their logo on it, so that is a positive. But yet again, it's yet another twist lid. Um, they're becoming far too common for me. They really are. The twist lid, yeah. And I, we, so we're going to have the same bottleneck issues we did in the last one. Yeah, we are. So there's this clearly... So like last episode was a theme of basically out-of-date beer. This one is basically the screw-top lids. Yes. Because our third beer is going to have the same problem. Which um, we won't spoil yet. But. No, I mean, it's quite a, a strong beer as well, actually. 5% volume, so it's quite stronger than Crystal. Uh, no added preservatives, and it's additive-free. Um, interestingly, in fact, weirdly, it's a 340 milliliter bottle. Not 330. What's that all about? How bizarre. Do you think that's common over there? I don't know. It looks normal sized, actually. When you're looking at it, then, although the the bottleneck is slightly thicker than because Cristal. In fact, we put them side by side because Cristal is is basically is a 330 mil beer, so the height is the same. But you can just see where Cristal. Well, you can't see because you're listening to us. But the bottle pinches at the bottom and then expands again at the top, whereas Castle is basically just straight and then narrows at the top like a conventional bottle. Um, Bizarre. How weird. How it, should we crack them open? I think we should. Let's get on with it. I think we should. Do the honours, please, Mark. Thank you very much. Okay, so again, the the, 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 the lid has left that horrible sort of, yeah, it's the same sort of plasticky feel when you when you drink from it. I can't explain why that is, it just is. I'm really not a fan of the screw top. 
but the taste is good. Oh, something weird happens at the end of that, and I want your thoughts. Oh, I'll take my first taste now. <laughs> something very unusual happened at the end of that swig. As in the flavour? Yeah. I don't like it. It was fine, and then something happened at the end. It's got a bit of a sour taste to it. Yeah. That's weird. But it's got an identity. Unlike Cristal, um, which is just your average run-of-the-mill beer. It does. It's got an identity, and I like that. It's a very recognisable taste, although I'm not entirely sure I... Uh, enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe I need a. I need a bit more to kind of. I mean, more continue. Yeah. I don't. I, well, we have moment, that, I don't think it's the beer for me. That's but, the rule. No matter how bad the beer or how you know whatever, we have to finish. It'll get finished. Yeah. Get finished. Um, Republic of South Africa is the southernmost country in Africa, bounded to the south um, by two thousand seven hundred ninety-eight kilometers of coastline of southern Africa, stretching along the Atlantic and Indian Oceans. To the north by the neighbouring countries of Namibia, Botswana and Zimbabwe and to the east and northeast by Mozambique and Eswatini, Swaziland. And it surrounds the enclave country of Lesotho. Um, largest country in southern Africa and 25th largest country in the world by land area and with over 57 million people is the world's 24th most populous nation. And southernmost the- country on the mainland of all the world or the eastern hemisphere. Um, 80% of South Africans are of Bantu ancestry, uh, divided among a variety of ethnic groups speaking different African languages, nine of which have official status. The remaining population consists of Africa's largest communities of European, Asian and multiracial ancestry. There's a big Dutch contingent, isn't there? Because a lot of... Because I, I quite like the... Um, the South Af- like doing a South African accent. Because it's quite a weird... Have a bottle of Castle Lager meat. You kind of talk a bit, you know, it's a bit of a funny accent, you know. It's not quite uh, what you'd normally hear in a it's lot of other parts of the world. It's quite a short, <laughs> clipped speech. You don't really talk normally. I mean, I I don't think this is probably a very good impression of a South African, but I don't know. It's a, it's a voice I like to do. You went slightly Indian, man. From time to time. <laughs> like I say, it's not a very good impression, but I quite like to do it. It's got a slightly Australian tinge to it, hasn't it? What my impression of the beer, um, or the accent? The language, yeah, the accent in general. It's um, like Australian meets Dutch. Yes, and it, yeah. and it creates like a weird sort of clipped. It's a really, it's a really strange accent. It is. Yeah, but I quite yeah. like it. I like doing it. I like doing it badly. <coughs> it's different. And yeah, that beer is gassy. It's hard. I think it'd be hard to seduce <laughs> someone in a South African accent. Do you reckon? In a like a in like a like a white Dutch South African accent like. It'd be hard to kind of talk a bit sexy, you know, <laughs> using a chat line in a bar and just saying... Uh, well, they all carry guns and shoot each other. And... Are you from Ireland? Because my penis is Dublin. Using <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it would work. No, I mean, it's quite a dangerous place as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my wife's been there, actually, um, to Africa. Is it dangerous, though? Is it? I think they all... It's it like, depends on where you go. It's place in the world, isn't is it? Is it? Yeah. I don't um, know. I'm sure it is, yeah. I'll come back to you on that one. Sometimes you hear that about countries, you think it's a bit of a myth, because like, people like, when they had the World Cup, people go to the World Cup and say it was great. 
I'm sure but Cape Town is one of the the most dangerous places in the world. I'm sure it is. Um, I'll I'll come back to you on that one. But yeah, she's been out there and she loved it. Um, swears by it. Wants me to go there, but I don't particularly want to go. Um, because it's dangerous, basically. It wouldn't be on my. I I don't know what I'd. If I were going to Africa, I'd go to somewhere more like a Kenya. Right. I think than a South, than a South Africa. Right. Because I think. You want more of a. I suppose people go to Kenya because of safari and stuff like that, and I don't know if you could really do. I'm gonna show my ignorance here. I don't know if you could do much of that in South Africa, but it seems like I'd rather experience Africa in a um, a purer form than kind of a slightly westernized. Yeah. But South Africa has obviously elements of white culture and stuff in it, which is kind of like well, I, you know, I. I Kind of see that South anyway. Africa's got its own issues, hasn't it? Basically, yeah. Um, Cape Town is the eleventh um, most dangerous city by rate of murder rate in the world. What's number one? Is it? Oh, can I guess? Go for it. Number one is it Chicago? No. Is it you, not? You won't get it. Well, I not get it. I take it it's not in it. It's, it's nothing to do with the USA, actually. Is it Stoke? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm just looking down the list now, but. Um, well, I'd expect London to be on the top 50, but it's not, actually. Do you want to know something crazy about... It's, it's football-related, but um, someone I work with is a Port Vale fan. Port Vale are based in Stoke. Or they, you know, they're like the other team in Stoke. They're like the Everton to Stoke's Liverpool. Like. <laughs> the and, uh, to the Norwich. Yeah, so they were measuring the amount of stewards and police per fan of a game last season. And out of sort of twenty or whatever the games, the top twenty games, which were the the the, the biggest proportion of smallest proportion of fans to stewards of police, um, Port Vale featuring half the games. Because so they're really rough. Well, are they though? That's the thing. It was weird. It was like there was there was loads of the, the top game. It was like thirty stewards or police per fan for Port Vale versus Stoke under twenty ones. Ah, there was something. It, there was, but it did end in a tear up. To be fair, it did. There was something to do with um, some online presence at that game. Seats got ripped up and stuff. And yeah, um, I can't remember why, but there was some some sort of online campaign that had been put together, um, basically to rip. It was at Vale Park, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, basically to rip Vale Park up, um, but it was premeditated. But you wouldn't have like Port Vale down as like the sort of like a, a, a football factory. Or it's like an a... area of quite high deprivation though. Well, yeah. I used to work in Burzum, like literally around the corner from their ground. It's quite highly deprived. Um, and the team's shit, which doesn't help. They are shit, yeah. I mean, I've been to Vale Park many times actually. Um, but since they got relegated, well, probably like 15 years ago now. Um They've languished in League One or League. I don't even know what they're in now. Is it League Two? League Two. Um, I mean, they used to be Championship level quite consistently, but Stoke sort of pushed on from League One and went up to the Premier League, and Vale have just gone well shit. Really, Vale, Vale, sort of Vale are famous for having Robbie Williams as their like celebrity fan. It is indeed, yeah. And kind of you look at like Robbie Williams's career, and it's like peaks. And Port Vale's peaks and troughs kind of follow a, I think a similar pattern. Because you talk early 2000s, I think when Vale were like championship or whatever, was when Roy Williams was like flying high. Yeah. And now he's kind of like, everyone knows who he is, but no one's really buying his music anymore. Yeah. 
Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, you'd think he'd buy them, really, wouldn't you? How have we got from South Africa to Port Vale? Port Vale. That's quite a distance. Probably my fault. Let's get back on track. This aftertaste with this beer, have you... I I don't... I'm really sort of intrigued by it. Do you know what it reminds me of? It is sour. We recently uh, tasted... Tasted? Tested? um, A South Korean beer called Height. It reminds me of that. It's quite a sour taste. I think Height was nicer than this. Do you reckon? But that's for another episode. It is. Yeah, we're going to have to retest Height, aren't we? Yeah, otherwise known as Shite. Um, I, I I just find it's it... It's not so shite, is it? So this is, it's not the beer for me. It's not on Guinness levels. Um, it has more of an identity and a personality than Cristalha, which is the last beer we drank in Chile. Yeah. It has it has a bit more to kind of say for itself. But... It's like you're at the you're at your mate's barbecue, you've gone over to the cooler, there's a nice box, there's a bottle of Cristal, there's a bottle of Castle sat next to it. You're probably taking the safe option, you're drinking the Cristal, aren't you? I wouldn't personally drink this. I wouldn't drink this again. This was to be put in front of me. I'd rather choose, I'd probably rather have a bottle of Bud. I think you're going to offend a lot of people from South Africa with that choice. Well, when we go global, then yeah, we probably will. One nation, one jersey, one beer. This is the beer. This is a legacy of excellence dedicated to quality. Um, I like like that it's got identity. I really, I I appreciate it for that. But that identity is not for me. Yeah, it deserves respect, but I don't think it's going to get a particularly good rating from us. Um, in terms of celebrities drinking Castle Lager, could you imagine Nelson Mandela, obviously not anymore, but at one point having drank Castle Lager? Do you think Nelson Mandela comes out of prison? It's his long walk to freedom. And it's like, get me a bottle of Castle Lager. I would imagine. Apologies okay. for the incredibly offensive portrayal of Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I mean, it's been going since 1895, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah. So maybe, he's drank. He's he's definitely drank. He it. must have drank. He Castle must Lager. have drank. I mean, we are drinking right here in Nantwich, um, the lager of Nelson Mandela. Well, um, I mean, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean exclusively because he travelled all over the world. He's, you know, one of the wisest, most famous and Liverpool fan, by the way. Just to get that in. Um, <laughs> men who, you know, a legendary, legendary man. Legend gets banded about far too easily, but he's a genuine, iconic human he figure. He is, yeah. Um, I get the feeling he'd have drunk more beers besides this. He was born only 23 years after the Castle Lager was invented. No! He was, by Lisa. So maybe or he was Charles probably... So, so maybe... Uh, Maybe he was probably drinking it in his younger years then. Well, perhaps he could have been. You never know. It might. This might have been his go-to beer at, yeah, say, like the age... 1932, he might have been... In his early 20s or whatever, and yeah. he's like... Or in 1936, on Nelson Mandela's 18th birthday party, perhaps he had a caseload of Castle Lager. And like, here you go, son. Have a bottle of... No, there's no way his dad would sound like that, would he? <laughs> his dad's not white. <laughs> here you go, Nelson. Have a bottle of this... <laughs> Yeah, nuts, yeah. Get this down, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he could have been. He's surely drank this. He must have known. So, from that note, I can imagine celebrities drinking it. Um, 
modern day sort of European celebrities, sort of, you know, as we know them. I think Southern Hemisphere, someone like Russell Crowe will be all over this. Do you reckon? Russell Crowe at a rugby league game would be all over this beer. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I can imagine that. If 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 ever there might be a picture that exists, but if there was a picture of Nelson Mandela drinking this beer, then fucking everyone would be on it, wouldn't it? <laughs> everyone would be on it. At the time. Yeah. Um, so. What what maybe I mean, I've just got different tastes than Nelson Mandela. In, we don't know if he liked it. He might in many ways. We don't know, do we? But um yeah, it's it's not floating my boat got to say um, I'm just bringing up a picture here actually they've sponsored the Springboks rugby team I thought you were going to bring up a picture of Nelson Mandela drinking a bottle well, of that, that is what I've that googled would, that would be unbelievable <laughs> no, that so. is exactly what I've googled but it's just brought up the rugby team unfortunately not um, so yeah it's not to be unfortunately so you'd think that it, they'd get him on a some sort of advertising you, I'm not sure, sure you could easily I don't think he, you could get him that cheap to be honest to basically say is Nelson Mandela not there to be bought exactly There's, you can't put a price on Nelson Mandela <laughs> unfortunately not um, advertising slogan for Castle I a legacy of excellence mint <laughs> that's what they say for themselves I mean they as you said they they're quite confident, arrogant. Even. It's an arrogant label. It's like listing sporting achievements that this beer has had nothing to do with. Yeah. Except sponsoring the Springboks. Well, yeah, but... That's not really gotten very far, has it, really? Not really. Would you drink it again? No. No. I don't have any interest in drinking this again. Um... Is it the worst beer I've ever drank? No. It has a bit of a sour aftertaste that's not, not to my liking. I'm sure there's some sort of science behind it that, that you know, craft beer aficionados would say, um, but we're not we're not those people. I can only go by sort of gut, gut feel, and it gut feel is that it has a, an aftertaste that, that just isn't, doesn't suit my palate. No, it's not for me, mate. It's not no. for me. Um, what are we... I'm trying to think of a slogan for this in terms of how I'd advertise this beer, but it kind of, you probably just, you'd probably just say, you know, you'd be something arrogant, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> like, uh, don't drink another beer. Why would you even bother drinking another beer? You could drink this beer. This is the national beer. One nation, one jersey, one beer. Why would you drink anything else? Yeah. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> It sums it up really. Just be just bold text that bold text and then like pictures of like all the sporting teams. Or yeah, and that'll be like the billboard that you drive past. So Casa Lager, the arrogant beer, or be like Casa Lager. What else are you going to fucking drink? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that is basically it. Yeah. Um, so there's the slogan rating. What are you going to give it? Uh, well, we gave Cristal a five. Which, which after drinking this feels maybe a bit hard. Um, so I've got to go. F- I've, uh, I mean, four. Yeah, I wouldn't be as low as a three because to me, once you're hitting three, it's like, and we have drank it. I mean, we're nearly, we're nearly, we've nearly finished. We're it. not far off the end. Yeah. We're not far off the end of it. So let's bear in mind it's got a screw top as well. So that's 
it, it, it was pissing into the wind right from the start, really. A little bit. Perfectly honest with you. A little bit. Um, I mean, it, it's a. I'd say four, just on the basis that, um, you know, it's not, it's not the worst beer I've ever drank. It's just it just doesn't that aftertaste just doesn't suit my palate at all. No, it's gassy as well. And it is gassy, but but not in a kind of a, a Cristal was kind of a blank kind of beer, wasn't it? It was kind it was, of a, yeah. a bit of nothing, which is which to some people is would be very bad. To me, it's like well, you, you drink it whenever. You wouldn't really turn your nose about it. You just yeah. drink it. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it's like no thanks. I'll, I'll drink something else. Are we going for four? I think we should do four point five. No four. Four and a half. Yeah. You think this is half a mark? Worse. The, the only thing that it's not for my palate, but it's got identity, and that's what Cristal did not have. We gave that a five because it was average. But can you judge it on how other people might feel about it, or how you feel about it, Mark? All right, fair point. I wouldn't drink it again. Let me have one more taste. Speak from the heart. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a four is a maximum, really. It's shit, isn't it? it? I wouldn't drink it again. It's not. It's it's not my cup of tea. It's it's not very nice. Not my glass of beer either. It's sour. It's it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Whereas Cristal was nah. This is kind of. Ugh. If this was out of date, like the beers that we had last week, you'd be blaming the sourness on it being out of date. Yeah. And let me just check. It's not November. Out. It's well in date. We're in September. No, we're not. We're in August now. Actually, we're still. We're it's still in well August. Indeed. Yeah, it's well in date. In the death throes of a miserable British summer. Um. So yeah, you'd be blaming that on it being out of date, and it's not. So it's four. Shit. So yeah, four. Four. Right. Okay. It's a four from us. And that was Castle Lager from South Africa. Mint. So we are on to our third beer of the episode, and uh, it's a beer that, to, to be honest, we have drank once before, but we are just going to quickly revisit for the sake of this episode. And we're going to Europe, Eastern Europe, to be precise, and the Czech Republic, and a beer called, uh, not the one I expect actually, Gambrinus. So most of the famous or Czech beers, you'd be looking at Star of Pramen, Pilsner Urquell, um, you've got Prava now, which is an offshoot of Star of Praman, which you're starting to see on, on draft in a few pubs around this country. But no, Gambrinus was the beer that was on our list, so that was the one we had to do. Uh, Mark, where'd you get it from? Um, this was a purchase from a, a small corner shop in Crewe, um, Eastern European, sort of Polish mainly, um, but obviously with you know, sort of variety in there. Um, of different beers from all around sort of Eastern Europe, and this was one of the ones that I noticed. It's an absolutely huge bottle. The bottle is ridiculous. One point five liters. It's massive. It's basically like a bottle of Fanta. Now we've had this beer. before, haven't we? We have, um, and we struggled because it's like it's well over two pints worth. Uh, so we poured it into pint glasses, didn't we? It yeah. was massive. Honestly, it's huge. And um, this beer is actually uh, brewed by Pilsner Urquell. Um, okay. In Czech Republic, which is quite interesting, really. Didn't know that. Yeah, um, it's one of the most popular beers in the Czech Republic. Um, and interestingly, this is very interesting. It's named after Gambrinus. It was a legendary king of Flanders, known for his mythical brewing abilities. Uh, the company was founded in eighteen sixty nine. So again, it's got a history. 
Um, it's, it's quite an interesting bottle. They've really. slapped him on the label, haven't they? So obviously that, this Gamera's fellow is on the label. Yeah. He looks like the Burger King. He does, yeah. <laughs> like the fat beer drinking burger. Man. He looks like the Burger King. <laughs> um, it looks... In fact, I'd say it looks like what it's going to be. It looks Czechoslovakian. Um, it's unforgiving. It's a brown plastic bottle. Yeah. 1.5 litres. As I said, it's massive. Um, beer that size, you can't really store on glass. No, I mean, it's plastic cap on it, so obviously we're not going to pop that off. But Another twist cap. Yeah, I mean, it's of a completely different camera. It's got a, a nice paper um, sort of wrap around the lid. Um, yeah, I think that's a nice touch. I it quite, is, yeah. it's, it's weird. Other than the, the actual labelling and the and the, 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 sort of the paper wrapping, it looks quite nice. It's a shame it's not in a glass bottle and it's not probably... Uh, I mean, the bottle's horrendous, isn't it? Really? If it was a litre, it'd probably still be glass. They may well have had them in the shop, to be quite honest, but at the time, I thought, ooh, interesting. 1.5 litres worth of lager each, I'll buy two. Yeah. So I did. Um, I I do regret that, but looking back, <laughs> um, I mean, we drank that original one a few weeks ago now. We did, yeah. Um, but you know, we're going to revisit it for the sake of the podcast. Um, we'll see if we change our minds on it because we we seem to have a pretty clear feeling on it. First we did, time round. yeah. You're correct there. Um, but what I would say is that it's out of date now. Um, <laughs> again, this is another one that's been in the uh, the depths of my house for well, probably a few weeks now. Um, I can't actually find a date on it, to be quite honest with you. But it, yeah, it is a few weeks out of date. And I promise this will be the last beer that we do that is out of date. Um, everything's all above board now. Everything's back in, in line with dates. <laughs> should we just get it open and, I think and get should. on with it? Yeah, shall we? Um, so you're not going to hear a popping sound from this one. It's just... That was it. It's like opening a bottle of lemonade. Such a depressing noise. <laughs> Might as well be a panda pop. Awful, yeah. So we have a couple of small glasses. Um, just pour out a small measure worth. Um, there we go. Watch that head. Yes. Although I do like this, to be honest with you. It seems more authentic that we're having it out of pint glasses. Well, so we might be in Czech, Czechoslovakia, and be drinking it in a 150ml glass with a nice massive head. To be honest, and the, the beauty of this is that I can screw the cap back on and put it back in my fridge. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're basically going to just, just drink a small element of this. One, because of, uh, I've got to drive home, so uh, don't drink and drive, kids. And um, the fact that we've had it before, so we're just going to do some quick tasting on it, just to kind of see if we vary at all from how we felt about it last time. Although, caveat is, obviously, it's out of date. So, we're kind of, I mean, if we start judging it more harshly, then obviously... We probably have to factor that in. Um, I'm just going to take a sip and get and get stuck in. Well, I do. To be honest, holding this glass, I feel like Gulliver because this glass is tiny. It is, yeah, 150 mil. 150 mil. Uh, the Heineken Museum in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, sorry if I remember correctly. Uh, is it as I remember it? Um, well, the original rating online that we gave it was a brutal 1.5 liter plastic bottle. Uh, but not such a brutal taste. Would drink again. Um, and I'll save the rating for what we give it later on, actually. Um, see what we think of it this time. But we do. Mu- we must bear in mind that it's it's out of date now. I think. I, you know what? I would. I would probably trust our original opinion on it more than now because it doesn't. It doesn't feel. To to memory. First sip. 
it doesn't feel um, like it's it's in in its prime like when we had it last time. It's got a taste of its own, actually. Yeah, but I don't think it's in a good way. It's a bit like castle. It's it's something slightly fermented about it that that's altered. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's chilled. It's been in the fridge all afternoon, so it's okay. It's got a taste. I feel like last time we gave this, and I can't remember, so if you want to hold it in, that's fine. I think it was a six or maybe even a seven. I think we might have gone to seven. Um, or maybe somewhere in between. Um, and I get the feeling that it was kind of like we we did enjoy it. We would we would have had it again. I think we had a four. We pints said, in worth fact, we said we'd drink again, didn't we? We did, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we had a four pints worth and shared the rest of the bottle with someone else because there was that much of it when Lionel, our friend, was here. Yeah. I mean, in fact, yeah. In fact, it went three ways. It did. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> three four pints of the stuff. What's the, what was the percentage on this again? What was the percentage? I don't know. I can't find it actually. Um, Let's have a little look on the bottle. It's is it above five? It's four point three. Four point three. So it's quite weak actually. It doesn't taste it. It doesn't, does it? Um, it's got a quite a strong taste. Tastes stronger than was Cristal four point six, right? That's four point six we had yeah. earlier. Yeah. And what was Castel? What was that? Castle was um was five dead on. Five. So that's been the strongest. And this has been the weakest. And this, I'd say, has got the strongest taste. And it's got the strongest taste, but, yeah, it's a few weeks out of date, isn't it? It is a few weeks out of date. See, so yeah, again, we find ourselves with the dilemma of, actually, how do we judge it? But then we've judged it before, so it's... Yeah, to be honest, we were quite pissed at the time, so I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember whether we were, our judgment may have been impaired that evening. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think we had it right the first time. I think it is where it is. I agree. Um, I mean, looking from you know the perspective, if I was to go back into that Eastern European shopping crew again, which I probably will, um, just looking for some beers just for you know the barbecue, I would probably buy this. You know, just as something different for people that have not been round my house before. They say, you know, just, just give this a go, see what you think. It's quantity over quality. You know what? It's like, with you. But it's be, different, isn't it? It's a good gift for someone else because it's kind of like, rather than buying you like, almost like a cruel joke on someone's, like, rather than you buying a pack of beers, I'm going to buy you one ridiculously massive beer. <laughs> so you're going to have to basically drink a litre and a half in one sitting. Yeah. Because you can't... But you don't have to because you can well, back up. Well, yeah, you say that, but you go. But if you went back to this in two days... I don't think it's going to taste anything like it does now. I mean, it's, well, it's gone off anyway, but I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think it keeps. Well, I can let you know about that because that's going back in my fridge when we yeah, get back. Yeah, I don't on. think it's going to keep. Um, I'd be interested to know. But let's say it's more the case of I bought. I bought you some beers. Well, actually, I bought you a beer. It's just a whole pack of six rolled into one beer yeah. that you now have to sit and drink. Um, the name of said supermarket was Crew International Supermarket. It's on the corner of. Um, Edelston Road and um, Worcester Road in Crewe. It's good intel for all our listeners. Well, well. exactly, yeah. You know, if, in case you ever <laughs> need to buy a bottle of Gambrinus, if you happen to be doing the same scratch map as us. Um, if I remember right, it was quite dear, but let's bear in mind that it's three full pints in there. I think that it was about £4 for a bottle. 
That's fine. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's quite fine. That in hindsight, I should have probably just bought one. I think drinking at draft in the Czech Republic, like in a you know on a weekend in Prague, and you're drinking that draft, oh, yeah. I think that'd be quite nice. I'd quite enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not keen on Star Prime. Um, I'm not very keen on that. It's Pravo, Pravo I don't mind. Well, yeah. Pravo, which is made by them, I actually prefer. Um, which is more like a, just a straight sort of Pilsner. Um, Pilsner Urquil, I think, is fine. This is along the same lines to me. I would happily drink it draft. We're not we're not really drinking this in 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 its in its peak, but as, as you said before, we're going to make sure that this is obviously the last time we drink stale, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean we're done with that now, aren't we? We're we're just after this it's just nothing but good stuff. Um famous people that could drink this beer. Um I've got some famous Czech people for you. Martina Navratilova. Yes. She drink it? I can imagine. She drink it. Gambrinos. Yes. Um Ivana Trump. Uh oh his first wife. Yes. Um yeah, maybe. Maybe she would. Um, Eva Herzegova. Oh, she was the the model, right? She's she a was supermodel. Was she the one that? Do you remember the famous billboard, the Wonderbra one? Was she the Wonderbra one? I think she was. Yes. When it was the the billboard, and it was like, it was her in a bra, obviously, and it said, "Hello boys." Hello boys. Hello it. boys. And there were complaints about it because it was causing car crashes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There are. And you bring it up. Yes. Yeah. We'll post a picture of that with our... Um, she looks particularly intelligent. Twitter and Instagram. Yes, she does, doesn't she? <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, moving on. And to I name a name football... Do you remember my favourite footballers who never played for a team I support? What? Pavel Nedved. Pavel Nedved. Who was a, a doppelganger, or still is. Well, actually, technically isn't more because he's dead, of Patrick Swayze. Point Break, Pavel Nedved, like early 2000s, and Point Break era Patrick Swayze could be the same person. They could be. Who did he play for, Pavel Nedved? Uh, Lazio and then Juventus. Oh, the main, the, the, that's the two he was famous for. Uh, Jan Novotna, another, another tennis, tennis player. player. Yeah, they seem quite big on tennis. Yeah. But she uh, passed away in November 2017. She's dead? She's dead, mate, yeah. How old? She's not old. She's, uh, like, she's younger than Natalie Tillow, wasn't she? Uh, she was, yeah. Um, she was still older than, what, late 90s? She died of cancer at the age of 49 in November 2017. That's awful. It is, isn't it? Yeah. She chose to keep the diagnosis for cancer private. Only telling her closest friends and relatives, Yarn and Avon. This podcast has peace. taken a dark and sombre tone. It has, yeah. I mean, there's quite a lot of other famous Czech people. I mean, Adalbert of Prague. But I, I doubt that uh, Gambrinus was invented when he was alive between 956 and 997 AD. I can't imagine he ever drank Gambrinus. But if he was alive now, I think he probably would. He I mean, looking at the guy on the... It would, have been his, on the front it would have been his go-to. I would have stayed away from Star Prime and I said, drink some of this. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, they're the, there's a, a local pub near us, actually, that stocks um, Prava on draft. Yeah, there's a few, um, there's a few that do that there, now. Yeah, when I go in there, I do have it, because they've not got much other choice, to be quite honest. But um, I'd much rather have this. If I was in Prague, I would pick this. Over Prava? Yeah. Definitely, without a doubt. I'd rather um, stick local. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it would make a good point. I think from the first time around from drinking it. Advertising slogan? Uh, I think they've got that advertising slogan nailed right there with the, the gambling old man. But I just find it hard not to think of Burger King when I see him. I think he's great. I love him. I think he's brilliant. He's he's got a massive jug of beer in his beer right stein. hand. He has, yeah. I mean, he's 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 cheering. He's like, he? have a look at this. Yeah, he looks happy. He's wearing a suit of like metal suit of armor, and he looks happy. And he's just like he's, he's won a battle. He's on a week. He's having a stag do in Prague. He's getting pissed. <laughs> he could even be the stag, dressed up. He's happy. He's having a laugh. There's nothing. Sinister and he, he just looks a nice, cheap, easy beer. It does what it says on the plastic. He looks like a medieval man you would love a pint with. He does. He yeah. looks like he's got about a litre and a half in that stein. He does actually, yeah. It's probably full round. Like this. It's spilling over. It's yeah. actually spilling over the top. I mean, he's got to be careful because he might get a bit of that on his cape. It's like what this Because he is what, wearing a cape. He is. This is what this beer could be if you poured it into a massive stein. Yes. What situation would you imagine yourself drinking this beer in? Um, in the centre of Prague on a stag do with a medieval king. Exactly the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> if I was on a big stag do in Prague, that is, I would pick a gambrinos every time. Or a, a banquet throwing chicken and bones at a jester. Because why not? Yeah. Because why not? Um... It's good. I think it's good. The only thing is, taking the second taster of it, it's kind of like, yeah, you can tell it's slightly turned over it feels the few weeks. Odd, it? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But you kind of like the, the memory sort of flickers. Flame burns for what I mean, we it's had. it's been a few weeks since we had this. A few weeks back. Yeah, and it, it was a, it was a lot decent. of family people around at the time, so we were otherwise engaged, weren't we? Yeah, a little um, bit. Willingly and unwillingly. Um, okay, we're going to rate it. Um, would I, would I drink it again? Yes, on a stag do rating for me. Um, you stick it. You first of all original rating. Original rating. We gave it six point five from ten. I am perfectly happy for it to stay that way because I totally trust in our opinion on that day when we. I agree with you. I mean, let's consider that it's out of date now. Um. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with the six point five. Six and a half. That's gambrous. That's been three beers, a whopping three beers, um, and a very long episode. Um, so thank you for joining us, and we will see you again soon with some more beers. In fact, uh, just make sure you check us out on uh, FTLOB Pod on Twitter, and also on Instagram, which is the same. So uh, we will... Uh, <laughs> I was going to wait to say something different and I looked and it was the same. Um, so <laughs> there we go. Uh, we will, uh, thank you for joining us and we will, uh, you will hear from us very soon, uh, potentially on the road um, on the next episode of For the Love of Beer Pod. Take care and speak to you soon. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.